0: Good afternoon to you all and welcome to the Sunday service, which takes the form of a communion service today. Uh, It's good to be with you all, and uh, no doubt you're all wishing me a happy haircut. For today's celebration of the Lord's Supper, I want uh, us to look at some historical perspectives, that is church history. Uh, But first let's read from the scripture reading Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 2, and Acts chapter 2, verse 42, from the New King James Version. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him, that's Jesus, to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. In Acts chapter 2, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. We've celebrated the Lord's Supper in this different way for some months now. It's an unfamiliar way to many of us, perhaps at first it was novel, uh, and of course it's temporary. Of course the Lord's Supper itself is, is temporary, it's till he comes, and then we'll no longer have to celebrate lord's Supper in the way that we do because we'll be with him but we've celebrated this lord's supper uh, in this way through troubled times or troubled times to us of course and it reminded me of episodes in church history both in the early church uh, and also um, in more modern times more recently for instance, believers in the early church faced persecution by the Roman rulers because of this Lord's Supper, because of misunderstandings of what the Lord's Supper is, and uh, no effort, no real effort at understanding. We benefit greatly from the history of Rome and the laws that they cast, and the example that they gave in so many things. Uh, but in all other things, of course, it was an awful time for people, mass slavery, uh, displacement of people from their country, etc. They were definitely tyrants in charge of the Roman Empire. And here they make no effort to understand what the Christians are doing. They had something that Christians called the love feast, which we believe to have taken some form of uh, the Lord's Supper service, the breaking of bread service. So love feast was one of the titles that was used, and it was misinterpreted to be something completely different to what it was. It was interpreted as to mean a, an orgiistic event, uh, something very different from what the Lord's Supper is, what our Christian love feasts are. And it's really quite hypocritical when you consider the manner of worship of, uh, that took place during Roman history, the things that they did, that they took exception to what that they misunderstood to be something completely different to what the love feast actually was. Christians also spoke of eating and drinking the Lord's body, eating the Lord's body and drinking his blood, and that was misinterpreted. As cannibalism, and Christians were held in contempt and even horror over these things. And uh, because we do speak about taking uh, the Lord's body in our mouth uh, when we break bread, not literally, of course, it's symbolic, it's a memorial of what took place on Calvary. It hasn't actually the body of the, the Lord himself or his blood, they're tokens uh, representing what took place but they were misinterpreted. But it didn't take much for Rome to persecute Christians. One of the Christians at the time said that all you need is a bad harvest, flood or a fire, and it's Christians to the lion or the lions. And certainly when you read through history, uh, there were terrible things that Christians were subjected to. Uh, forms of torture and and death as well. Uh, One good book to to read on church history is this uh, by Nick Needham. This is volume one, which is the age of the early church and uh, well worth getting. There are currently three other volumes uh, from we have from the first century and through to the 18th century and the fifth volume still to come. Uh, certainly very interesting what the church went through and of course church history is replete with things that are good and also with things that are bad as well secondly over time this simple memorial of the sacrifice of jesus for our sins became more ritualistic it became more elaborate and exclusive uh, and even blasphemous, and in some parts of Christendom, uh, you're not allowed to take the cup to remember the Lord in the way that He instituted. When a few tried to bring back its simplicity, such as uh, Wycliffe and the reformers in the in the sort of early modern age, the late medieval times, they were persecuted. And many Christians were burnt to the state because of their understanding of the mass or the Roman mass. They were persecuted and suffered death because they understood it to be something different, uh, something more in line with what we believe that the Bible teaches, that it's a memorial of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But even today, there are still Christians who are being persecuted, Christians who try to remember the Lord Jesus in their countries. There are countries that make it very difficult for Christians to gather together and to remember the Lord in the way that he's instituted. And some of these countries, our governments are are trying to make deals with uh, on a business level. We're trying to do business with them. But Christian persecution is being ignored So all the way through church history, we have this Lord's Supper in one form or another. We can see from our reading in Luke that the Lord met at the table, not the Lord's Supper table, with those that were classified as sinners, uh, publicans and sinners, as the King James Version calls it. Uh, And such are we. We're sinners, but we're forgiven sinners, such as his love and his grace. He wanted to meet with people there and then at that time, the time of his ministry, he rubbed shoulders with them. And he was in no danger of being being contaminated by uh, living amongst people who were sinful because he had no sin and, and did no sin. Uh, but it was his pleasure to dine with folks such as these. And of course, his, uh, his show of grace would affect those who were classified like this and they would become his disciples and follow him. Our verse in Acts shows that the apostles and their converts kept on celebrating the breaking of bread as they called it uh, and down through history it's something that has taken place and today through Zoom and YouTube we as believers can continue what the church, the body of Christ, has always done through difficult and unusual circumstances, not persecution for us in the UK, but uh, due to circumstances, it's not made it easy for us. We remember our Lord Jesus Christ, the cross, his resurrection and exaltation, by breaking bread together and drinking from the cup. It will happen again in our familiar building. It will open up again, and we will remember it in the familiar way that we've celebrated for so many years. It takes place throughout our land, in other places, and other communities of, of believers. And of course, it takes place all over the world. And we can give thanks That, uh, along with many other things, it survived through the ages, through all these difficulties that I've mentioned. It survived, and people with the teaching of Scripture on it can remember the Lord Jesus Christ just in the way that He ordained, and we can celebrate His life, His death, His resurrection, and the blessedness that we have as believers through what he has done for us is doing through us as well and we can worship and praise our God and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life so that our sins can be forgiven and that we can have fellowship with him and fellowship with each other through the breaking of the bread through the drinking from the cup Remembering our Lord Jesus Christ until He comes. I hope this brief reflection has been of some blessing to you, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thank you.